No, the intern hasn't been on an episode in a while. Well, the in- what, what work has the intern done for us, huh? Release the intern cut. <laughs> what intern cut? <laughs> you know. You do, know. Do I? Yes. Do I? Yeah. The live action I gave segment. you permission to release that. You said you're going to DMC it. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> you, you seem like you know what you're doing. <laughs> I no, I, I can't see many sound waves of mine. I mean, I might as well put YouTube and Vimeo. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll edit it all in post. God, I'm doing all the interns' work. He's supposed to worry about this finagle and stuff. No, I'm not. It's he, not my job. That's the intern's job to do all the shit work of making sure. All the intern does is give us coffee, and I haven't got a copy. I'm gonna spit in it next time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even drink coffee. Uh, it tastes so nice. The mucus membranes are lovely. Mucus. So, Matthew, what the fuck have you been doing? You don't come onto our show and start swearing at us. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I have the audacity. Don't worry. I've been. That's what we're recording been, on. Audacity. I've been very busy on Saint Patrick's Day. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Selling key rings. And... To them Americans, man. Did I go? Oh, hey, great, man, great, I'm great, Irish great, too. Great, 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 We're great, technically great, brothers, great, great, you and I. Irish. I'm from Mississippi. Do you know the O'Reillys from Dublin? Dublin. Did you see the new season of Billy Delphia? Always Sunny. There weren't even in Philly. It's a fake. It's a facade. Wait, what? Next year you're going to tell me that they weren't actually in Dublin either. Are you going to tell me? That show doesn't star Dennis Reynolds, Charlie Kelly, and Ronald McDonald? No, it stars Charlie Day. What kind of day is named Charlie? So you hear that train wreck outside, because so do I. But yeah, it's been... <laughs> it's been almost a month since release an episode, but busy, busy. Matthew just does his own thing. Um, speaking was, of own, hi gone. own, welcome back. Uh, the intern has returned. Yeah, unfortunately, I due was to unpopular demands. I was also in London. Place doesn't I exist. I did go to London. London doesn't exist. England doesn't exist. Oh yeah, tell that to the people who did things to my ancestors. I do remember on the episode of Josh, you were talking about that how they lived in a house and it was fucking bombed. <laughs> oh yeah, in in um. My, well, uh, well, that's I mainly, presume that's this is Germans. That's not Second World War. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Germans. That's not the English. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> What's the difference? But, yeah. <sighs> so tell us what you've been up Both to. Then. Fascist scum. People only listen to the show to listen to you. So what have you been up to? Only me. Yeah. yeah, the amount of people in the message going, Matt, you so goddamn entertaining. I'm like, okay, I guess. No pressure, but pressure. Oh God, this is like, you know, you know the pressure YouTube channels. Under pressure. You know, where they like, they like, let's see these Orbeez get squashed in this, like, compressor thingy. And then it happens, <laughs> and you're like, yep, that's what happened. The end of my video is now. I somehow stretched this to 10 minutes. You're supposed to keep talking, not keep the illusion that I was adjusting his mic. No, because I heard your Keen chair. He was adjusting Matthew's mic. And I heard your chair. No, you didn't. I'll, also, I'll, when did when did Mike get here? And every time you try to cut this out, I will try to swiftly like ease this into the next conversation, so you can't cut it out. <laughs> and, and and if you try to cut that conversation out, I'll just make this one long conversation where you can never ever cut. I this just want out. you to know that you're hitting perfectly at zero, but not going above it. I'm impressed. <laughs> Whoa. But but how was London? What did you do? London. We went to Soho, Big Ben. The eye. How were the hoes? They were okay. 
Well, and also out of respect for those hoes, you are not allowed to say it. Those I'm hoes. not affiliated with Inter and Own. He kind of just strolled into here, and now he thinks he owns. You're already bringing controversy just, into we, this. We, we put a mic in front of his mouth. I just, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm an agent of chaos. That's all I am. He's the only you're, one wearing headphones. I can't believe, I can't believe you're a fascist it's right now. It's because I have sensory problems. <laughs> Let me just turn the game <laughs> up. Let's but yeah, I look at your toes exclusively. I have an ear infection. Oh, you are an ear infection. <laughs> see this? See how he's messing up this mm. dynamic duo thing here? The ear infection dynamic. <laughs> yeah, let's just call it that for now on. Yeah, rebrand ear infection dynamic. Yeah. Bye bye brain sponge. Hello. Feel. I, I forgot. Control, it. I control. I actually forgot what the fuck we just said. Control that lawsuit at the window. <laughs> But yeah, so London was fine then. Yeah, London was good. It was London. I would know. I've never been. There. Oh right, <laughs> I've been there before. No, I've been to Spain plenty of times. But I've never actually been to Great Shit. Britain. The big, the it's big just apple. An overcrowded city with a bunch of. Uh, exactly why my, I didn't my want least to. Favorite oh, accents. that's that's a one thing. Once I was in London, I'm gonna call it London for this entire thing. Um. I there was a stabbing, of course, and yeah, also so, and also, they were like, "Hey, dude, want some weed?" And then I'm like, "Nah, dude, I'm cool." I also was thinking I should play this off like an American. I could like, "Dude, I could buy that <laughs> back home," but I didn't play it off like that. Um, I was just like, Irish I was just like, came I was like, "No, thank you." And then they were like, "Ah, oh, couldn't get him on the weed crack." I'm like, <laughs> that's a joke. Oh, we have loads of that. Over <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a joke. So the roads are filled with yeah, them. They have the sort of filled them up. Yeah, I was the like, the crack was ninety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we I have that at home. This well, fucking viper from Marty books. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and they they were trying to give me cocaine, and I was like, no. If I say no to weed, how the fuck am so I going to jump? into a bar and everyone offers some drugs. Yeah, and uh, it was actually just on the street. But, um, uh, Even worse. Yeah, and, uh, and they were like, oh, man, couldn't get them on that. F- first first uh, one's on the house? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I would have loved that they were like just cops. So I would have been the best. They're cops that are really trying to get like. They're, a, just, they're remember, not meeting their quotas. Yeah, I yeah, remember just when like, I went to Gorillas and it was in um, Malahide Park and the entire place just smelled like ganja. And we were just sitting there minding our own business. Only one's not smoking weed. And this suspicious older woman comes over. Hello, are you selling marijuana? I'm like, what? Are you selling? Mar- no, no, <laughs> no, sir. Uh, I don't want to marry you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, marry. Yeah, I think she's over there. Over here. <laughs> then, Vision. Uh, then I remember though that there was people when the concert started and they gave us Californian weed. <gasps> and then you sold it to the cops. Yeah, again. Then <laughs> there you I, go, there then you I, go. I put them. <laughs> I put them under citizen's arrest for buying illegally. <laughs> but no, I mean we haven't been up to much either. No, we haven't been in pre-production for a short film that not we're for nearly seven weeks that we're not funding or anything and haven't actually we're funding it ourselves. No, I wasn't being ironic. All right, guys, come on. We know you have a TikTok (laughs) where you Fortnite dance. Yeah, no, we actually, we've yet to send out the notices to the actors, but we've kind of, with confidence, we've cast the roles. As of today. Notice them to say they're fired. (laughs) No, no, we have people up on the board. They're cast. Don't say their names. 
H3H3 production. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing you could have done. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, no. Just, it kind of just started because I went to him like, I want to make something. And then my ambition grew from there because I realized Galway Film Fee. And I'm like, you have no choice. We're mm-hmm. stuck in this now. Then I rolled my eyes and just let it happen. You want to talk about it? No. <laughs> But yeah, that was, that was that was fucked up. That's not funny. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, but I can't wait to find out. Whatever. Okay, this is getting cut. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> uh, that's getting cut as well. I'm not even joking. You thought my he said my <laughs> jokes were bad, and now he's saying shit like that. All right, guys, a moment of uh. silence for Jesus. Hot jokes. That was just a cut out shit. <laughs> Oh god, this is this is we gave him one job to come with a topic and now he's already making me do so much work and we're not even eleven minutes into the recording. So who's seen Batman? Banana This is the X Men theme. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> there we go. That's the topic here. Uh, Batman and X Men Together One Universe no, but the movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was really it was, good. It was, it was fucking rad. Oh, I loved it. Batman's boots are my favorite character. <laughs> Wait, what? I only recall one shot of those boots. No, there's the I'm, focus when he's fucking... That's the one shot. Yeah. I'm talking about the sad design of... Oh uh, yeah! Oh yeah! Mr. And you're X. like, oh my god! Every time he's stepping, I'm I'm coming. <laughs> okay, now that you said that, there's definitely I have to find that an edit of that online. There probably is. There definitely is. There's no way there is. Batman boots, or yeah. am I? Yeah. <clears throat> X gonna give it to you. Batman. Oh, yeah. X go X Men going to give it to you. And there's the connection there. Yeah. No, there's. I'm trying to think, was there even an actor in the Batman movie that's connected to X-Men? There's nothing. Zoe Kravitz, she was in X-Men First Class. There you go! Oh, she... What's your call? She was the one with the wings. Wings, yes. I don't remember her name. Does she spit acid? Yes, I I feel like her flying with wings, she had to have acid or something. I think she did. It's it's either that or she spat fireballs. And then Pipple's... Fireball song, like fireball. You've never seen First Class? It's good. Uh-huh. It's really good. Um, it's one of the better X Men movies. You That's have not to be saying privileged a lot, to though. watch it, though. You have to fly first class to watch it. Yeah. Well, no economy in this well, bullshit. Follow ups. I have two follow up stories, actually. <gasps> Look at this, Matthew. Bam! I also have a story about that. But go ahead. And we're not going to reveal what it is. We're not going to explain to the audience what that is. It, you should be following the brain sport, the brain sponge. Keane is going to upload a photo of it. So yeah, everyone can see. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I finally got my passport and his PPS number yep. and his and his banking well, actually, details. Technically, I would just do that. But uh... <laughs> one, <laughs> but no, I I finally got my passport. And also, yesterday I watched a three-hour um like overview of Attack on Titan. And what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, literally. What well, like from one season. It was just, oh, cool, there's a Harry Titan next to you, you know, Aaron becomes a skeleton fortress? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, I actually, oh, yeah, because our last episode was about me hating on that shit. Yeah. It's garbage. I, it's I was just thinking, shit. I was just thinking, like, I should probably, like, catch up on the lore 
in three hours or less, and I did that, and the fuck. And like, the, the thing is, Eren became Thanos. He knew what he had to do, because he's seen into the future, it's like, there's only one possibility, and I'm the only one who can do it. But the big problem was, at the end of it, it was like, he was a good guy. I was like, yeah, like no, yeah, that, he that, killed <laughs> some yeah, people. Like, he's like, what are you talking about? Because the whole point was, he's like, I want freedom, but I have to do the most evil, heinous shit to get it. He's Thanos. He literally became Thanos. And then, and then, like, the funniest scene when he was like, Mikasa, I've always hated you. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Also, the Bitch. new, the new, the new design of the 3D maneuver gear is dog shit. And they, like, why, why is there, like, yeah, it's bad. That, that was just to follow up with that, because Matthew knew what he was talking about, and I was just sitting here smiling, like, yeah, Attack on Titan, yeah. I watched the first season, and now I, I don't want to watch the rest. See, I thoroughly regret not being there for that previous episode, because I, <laughs> I had a story. I remember me, you, and another friend of ours, uh, we were watching Attack on Titan, because we were, like, 12 or 13 when that yeah, show yeah, dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and a friend were watching, and Matthew were watching Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. It's the opening, isn't it? It's the opening, yeah. Brain, brain, nose bleed. We jammed too hard to the opening, and we uh, he got nose bleed. Because the first opening kind of slaps. The second, the does, second opening, yeah. I know that the last one's metal, which is cool. But- who cares? I know. I, I really couldn't care. I know a lot of people were excited. I kept hearing people like, because I'm so excited for the new, the or not the new season, but the second half of the latest season. I was like, is it just, just one call those, it a new season. Is it I just one of those halves. things where people have been like, because what, the second season took, what, six years to come out after the first, and people just forced themselves to like it, and now it's just, because they swapped animators to from, from, I can't remember what it was, to MAPPA, and yeah, I just, yeah, it, it yeah, I don't know. I remember I liked the second season a little bit, but it focused way too much on humans. And I was like, all right, I'll just wait for the sec, the third season for more human. Like, for, I mean, it like turned into Resident types. Evil. Like, they explained oh, what the Titans yeah. were. Like, the Titans are literally just weapons. Like, they're like, oh, we made a disease and we put it into the bloodstream and people became Titans. I listened to the previous episode. No, but like, this is my new facts that I've learned. And then, like, you know, there was this big twist of, like, oh, yeah, um, everyone was drinking booze, and how does booze get into your system? Oh, yeah, by your blood. Oh, we also put the Titan serum in it, so everyone's... I don't get it. Everyone's a Titan. It's just kind of like a bad show. Everyone is... It really... Like, and bad manga. I read the entire manga, and I was like, huh, this is getting interesting in parts. Then it falls on its fucking face, and I was like, cool. Why did I read this? You see, the thing is... And why right, is people hyping it up? I think it's, like... As of recently, everything's just becoming more about time travel. That that's what it was. That's what explained it. It's like, oh yeah, Aaron was just... is it time traveling? Yeah, yeah, that's what the power is. It's like I can see everything now, Dan and was. That's why Aaron. Yeah, that's why Aaron's like he's God. To... He's basically God. He had to make the so one specific stupid. timeline so everyone can get their freedom. But when Aaron you know dies. what's so stupid? When like he became a Titan, it's just like nobody thought that like oh this Titan's just a fucking Titan. No, it's that like, is the Attack like, Titan. Yeah, it's like this is the Attack Titan. You don't understand the Attack Titan doesn't attack it actually sees the future the present it actually just knows everything i'm just like why why just why like why is it why does it know everything and then and and it's just like because a big ancient old titan was like a little girl who got bullied or something and then she became a big titan and and she was like i'm i'm fucking god right now i'm fucking god and then Aaron was like, 
no, no, bro, you ain't God. I mean, yes, you are God. But I remember hey, he was playing like, some sort of too. 4D chess. Like, I watched the show. I watched a fucking video, but I don't... It's just... But it, if you're going to make a, a show where it's, like, all about intellect and shit, just watch Death Note. <laughs> just watch Death Note. I did enjoy Death Note. Death, Death Note is amazing. And, it's, and it, that is lot... a proper 4D chess kind of, and like, they got people lot... out trying to think each other. Because I know at Attack on Titan, they got a lot of the animators... Who worked on Death Note, like the one who's like, he's like, oh yeah, he can make the most mundane things very animated. Like, I take this potato chip and I eat it. Mm. Uh, like, it's just, but like, uh, with anime, you have to be like, okay, this is just coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. I'm like, but isn't everything? Yeah. I watched like nine episodes of Death Note and then it got too anime for me and I had to just, I was like, no. Oh, wow, really? Here's my hot take. Uh, it just fell into the one of the cliches that I can't stand for the life of me, mm-hmm. which is um, a serious amount of internal monologue with no events happening. I distinctly was it light is the character. Light will always do that. Yeah, that's there's that's a whole light. sequence where he or L he's following a woman down the street. It's about like six minutes long. Oh, yeah. and that's nothing happens, like an and he's episode. just going. Oh yeah, that was oh, when he was trying but to. But what about her. this? But what about? I was like, this is a six-minute sequence where nothing's yeah, happening in a twenty-minute episode. episode. It's because yeah, because he thought she knew who he was, and she he's, he had to find a way to get her to fucking disappear without any trace to him. Yeah, yeah. Which, in fairness, if that's a cliche you just don't like, I absolutely fell in love with it because I was just like, he's getting so paranoid. This is awesome. I'm loving this part. This is fun. Uh, but yeah. No, like it's just uh, there was like the first half of Death Note. There is some enjoyable moments, but the second half, when like, when like they formed the organization to get Kira, and Light's like, "Oh yes, I'll help too." It's me, because there's this weird part where like, if you like, what is it? Fucking forego the Death Note, you lose all the memories of it. Yeah. And he has this plan of like, I'm gonna lose all the memories, so they don't think it's me. But I'm also gonna get it back, and the plan's gonna work. I can't remember how it works. Yeah, the Netflix it's- movie is the best one. Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> William Defoe. Yeah, William Defoe is. I would love to see him do that role again. Well, they actually they never that they are working on a second one. Oh, that's even faithful. better. A sequel or like a second one, like just another one that's like, is this like? Oh, actually, it would be really funny if it was like the Suicide Squad to the Suicide Squad. It's like, yes, those events did happen. It's the same universe, but totally, <laughs> totally. Know. My question is, will Lakeith Stanfield do the funny run again? And will he have the Blade Runner pistol again? He's going to try... He's actually going to go more out there, and he's actually going to try mimic the run from uh, Devilman Crybaby, where he just they, they fully stretch out their bodies and just wave their arms back I and forth real quick. That. Is that any good? That is a spectacular anime. Also, okay. one of the animes that made my jaw drop, and I was like, I feel sad. Like, really sad. So sad that I really just cannot explain. Because, like, with me, I want to get into... <laughs> That's a great description of that show. Yeah, like, I can't, the audio format. It's so good. I can't explain. <laughs> like, with me, I don't like. I want to immerse myself into as much horror as possible. But it's been so hard to find like a decent horror anime. Like there was one Devil I Man? watched that yeah. wasn't really horror, but was more thriller based, which was Erased, which I really enjoyed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Devilman Crybaby. Well, yes, there's horror in it. It's gore horror. It's more. Sl- Lasher type shit, but like, what, what was that? Sorry, what was that? That zombie one in the high school? High school of the dead. <laughs> What's that? What's that? I know that someone with all the boobies. <laughs> you can't, you can't pull the wool so, over my eyes. Oh, it's so absurd, dude. One of the best clips. I'm going to put the. Well, they don't say this, but like they put a seatbelt on, like 
they pull it off, like they pull it out and then release it, and it like perfectly goes in place between boobs, and they go. I'm kind of motioning the, this, but you I'm can't pretty see sure it. that's the scene where, like, you know, they shoot the sniper bullet and it goes under. That, that's oh, that's another was, thing. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. Yeah. Boobs dodge a bullet, and I'm like, she leans back. Her, one boob goes up, the other one goes down, and the bullet goes between them. Yeah, yeah but 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 between them, right? Once it's in the middle, they flop the other way, and now you're thinking, wait a minute, better lose the Those boobs. Just outpace the bullet. That's pretty cool. So because she did so much went... training with a sword. Yeah, her also, katanar. But what's that sword called? Katanar. Katana. No, but it's she has like the practice keto sword or something like that, isn't it? Because oh, she doesn't have the yeah, actual sword. She doesn't what. actually because she doesn't want to kill people. Yeah, which the way they draw that, it just looks like a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a. Ju- yeah. It's purple as well. It doesn't help it. But like it just looks like a giant mm. purple dildo on a yeah. stick. But uh, the the blade's absurd. actually in her own head. She calls it Katorna, and she's like, and she talks like Master Chief in her head. Cause that's the joke. A race, because <laughs> a race was a time travel thing, but it did it well. But the ending sucks. The ending was the worst thing about it. Like yeah. most things, it just kind of ends. Yeah, it literally ends with him going, "I'm a manga creator now," and then it just ends. If you want, if you want a, a good manga that's time travel based, um. Steins Gate. I don't know. Like I'm kind of just. I've I've heard very polarizing things about that. It's very good. Like just. I that. mean, it's mainly it, at first it's comedy, but then it kind of gets serious, and then it's like. Ooh, you see, it now hits, that there's so many like different rules for time travel, like you know, oh, you go back and you affect the past, but now you go back and you don't affect. It's, it's just I don't know. I do enjoy like the Avengers interpretation of time mm-hmm. travel because it just kind of makes sense. It's like, no matter what you do, if you no kill yourself, well, then that version of you is dead, but you still live. Yeah, because how else would the time travel happen? Yeah. Like, right. It just doesn't, like, Back to the Future, if you think about it hard enough, the Back to the Future rules If I go back sense. and suck my own dick, is it gay? Is it? Captain America would say. That's the worst no. version of masturbation I've ever heard of. But is it? I'm doing it to myself. Again, as I said, masturbation. So, there you go. Case closed. Keen, did you go back in time and suck your own dick? That's a story for another day. But I don't know. Okay. I, just, I don't know what I'm really trying to engross myself in. I'm just I'm I don't know. Like Batman was cool. It was Oh right. No, the in the in close to the mic jokes don't work cuz we're not headphones up. Cussy. <laughs> yeah. I know, but my mic my my mic don't work. My I don't hear nothing. I'm like cussy and I'm all all I'm hearing is my own voice because you're plugged in <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm plugged, plugged in, in baby if you're plugged in. oh yeah because i forgot i can turn up your headphone for, thing. You didn't for the audience i'm plugged into it i didn't even know it was system, on so well, in my yeah, headphones i can hear me what nobody else can hear me so I, can, I still can't hear nothing uh, can you hear me now no well you should be able to because i have your headphones turned up that you haven't plugged in hey bro hey bro okay can you hear me hey bro can you hear me no okay well then i guess that's just a you problem when's the uzumaki show dropping october i fucking knew you'd be tracking it Oh, yeah, because it was, it was supposed to come out in 2020. What is? What? Yeah, I agree. But what else is, like, I, I don't know what else is coming. Like, Doctor Strange is coming out. Honest, but- honest to God, when it comes to horror, sometimes you don't even have to look, like, narratively. Like, one of my favorite things to look for with horror is just music. Like Colin uh, Colin Stretson, who's done, like, hereditary soundtrack. He's doing the Uzumaki music. He did the new Texas Chainsaw, which I un- unironically really like. I didn't like it. I don't fucking The music care. or the show? 
but uh, no, or the movie. Great. I oh, the, the, the soundtrack's really good. It's Colin okay. Strauss. It's fantastic. The movie isn't good. Have you seen it? No. It's just schlock. I know it's, it's, I know it's, it's on Netflix. No, fucking watch it. Let him form his own fucking opinion about it. No. It's schlock. Watch what you want. It tries to do things, but, you know, I didn't pay attention to those. So I'm I don't watch, care. I'm going to watch Hillbillies. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I would have watched that. I'd rather watch anything else. So I watched the Scream movies again. Mm. Which are really good. But really good. Even like, a new genuinely, one? Genuinely, Scream 4, I watch and I realize, holy shit, this guy was ahead of his time. Because Scream 4 came out in 2011. And now, with all the stuff about being becoming video famous, this, like, now, Scream 5, I, I don't know if you've seen it, so I won't talk too much about it but like it's right. very just just tell me because i, I don't I... spoilers for the listeners um it's all about like you know r- r- like the originals are better than the reboots or the the requels oh, they call them really okay. yeah like you know like because there's good there's a lot of callbacks like it opens up with like have you ever seen that old movie stab and it's like oh who was the person who survived like sydney oh who did this and then like the, the last question is like oh, who was the ghost face killer in stabs like yeah oh, um fucking fucking Billy Loomis Billy Loomis like wrong it was Billy Loomis and um Stu Proc whatever his name was and they were like it was like did you just make fun of yourself like calling yourself a really old movie that like one person was like I watched that sleepover once but the people who did it they did ready or not and that was a fun movie and they just they were treated with respect and it felt like an actual screen movie I have yet to watch that what has me worried though is that as soon as that got some success Scream 6 cause like Scream, Scream 5 worked because it's making fun of, like, you know, Halloween 2018, fucking Texas Chainsaw 3D, like, all these requels, yeah. as they're calling it. I mean, like, that, that's always been the point of yeah. Scream. Yeah. But now it's like, you're going to become the parody of the parody you're parodying. Like, it's just... I, I'd argue it had already become it is, that yeah. by Scream 2 or 3. Like, I quote you, there was a line in Scream 5 where it's like, just give them, give the fans what they want. Because there's a point when you're joking about, like, <laughs> franchise within a franchise, you're like, you are a fucking franchise. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Scream 3, they're like, huh, stab 5, you're like, you're Scream fucking 3, stop like, it. I want a Scream where, like, they have... And became Scream 5. Because, <laughs> like, in every, like, Scream one, they always do a dramatic reveal, I'm like, no, let them figure out who the Ghostface Killer is, or have one that just gets away. But do they justify the title in any way? Because Scream do. 5 is just called Scream. Yeah. yeah, they make fun of it. They make fun of the idea of, like... I, is that necessarily justified? It's going with it. Like, I wish it kind of ended with, like, Scream 5. Yeah, because, like, mm. in the modern kind of wake of the revitalization of... Uh, What's the sequel to Halloween 1978? Halloween 1978? Halloween 2? Well, technically in the new timeline, the requel timeline. Yeah, Halloween... This is the yeah. point I'm getting into. Why are you fucking overstepping my point? Um, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. Halloween, now you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's like, these are like the God knows what number in his franchise. Halloween, it's the fucking 10th movie yeah, right. is 2018. Um, the Texas Chainsaw, I think it's the 7th or 8th movie. We haven't got a Friday movie because legal shit. Don't talk to me about that, please. I know. That's the one I was amazed but Like you told me it was, it was a whole legal debacle. Yeah, because they're like, no, no, I own the rights to adult Jason, but no, no, you you own the rights to the franchise, oh. but I can't use Friday the Thirteenth. Like that stupid. Yeah. Have you seen that it's copyright like, stuff with Spawn? Yeah, like it's it's literally something so petty. It's like I came up with the franchises. Yeah, you came up with Pamela and Kid Jason. I came up with Adult Jason, but they can't use them in the same thing. Like they can make a movie called Jason and have Jason yeah. Voorhees. Do you do you think it's just a like a what they do with comic books, where they'll relaunch a, a storyline, and they won't it won't be like the number of sequels it would just be back to issue one 
I don't like it's just because that's what I think it is to to it, it's just to garner in a new audience. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's like Halloween 2018. It'd be intimidating if it was called Halloween 11. The thing about franchising is it falls into the trap of not being able to have a good name for the sequel because it's Halloween. Dot dot dot. Resurrections. Like what? Who's being resurrected? Like it's just like I get it. Michael Myers come back, and then like Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter. What's Part Five? New beginning. Like yeah, the 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 subtitles never make any like a sense. Jason takes Manhattan. The last last yeah ten minutes of that movie like takes place in New York. That makes sense. Is part six? Jason lives because he comes back from the dead. The next one is New Blood. I'm like she has telekinesis, and then it's just then they go Jason next. I fuck it, Jason next. Jason, Jason next. goes to hell. Like they that, just tell you that what has a place in my heart. Jason. So same so funny. And then like you know, come fuck. guess. <laughs> you want to have premarital sex? <laughs> <laughs> and then great, Nightmare on Elm Street kind of has a thing but like at least the titles actually make sense like the Dream Wars about people become the Dream Wars Bullshit Logic Dream Child Dream Master but then 5 is Freddy's Dead Final Nightmare and then after that it's Wes Craven's New Nightmare it's not which even is the greatest one out of all of them it's my, it's my favorite 2 is don't don't disrespect 2 <laughs> 2 is hilarious yeah. I, I, by the way, I don't believe that they're like, oh, they accidentally made a very homoerotically charged movie. It's like, no, they did that intentionally. They, that guy, no, you, do, you don't accidentally make one of the most iconic gay movies of all time. You don't. It's, it's, it's something to behold. It's a very entertaining film. Mm. But yeah, then tree is really good. But it's just is, horror. is there a line that he says that Freddy's inside of me or something? Yeah, he's inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! They, they look again. It's entirely intentional. There's no. I, I don't believe it's it's not intentional. <laughs> but yeah. sorry, that, that line sounds so fucking awesome. No, the, he's the, inside. Then he like me. tears himself out through his then stomach. There's a there's a whole cleaning montage where he's cleaning his room, and it's so good. He was like the first scream king, as he called himself. I don't recall the the, the cleaning montage. Because he was cleaning it, and he was like bumping into the drawers, closed them, and he had like a like, little pop thing when they walk in, and, went, and the ball came out. And they're like, oh, hello. The I'm looking this up later. I yeah. remember that because it was, uh, it played the song, let's do the yeah. time warp I don't, No, again. it wasn't time warp. It was something else. It was <laughs> no, something very 80s. I, I never even watched the movie. I, I, I'm actually surprised I got even close to it. <laughs> no, like it's one of those ones where I just want to put on any context. It was like the scene, like the shower scene where Freddy comes. It's like, where are you coming from? Comes. And also, why was the teacher in the letter? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the secretly gay gym teacher who's like... Into he BDSM. His, yeah. He finds the student and goes, you're coming back to the gym with me. I'm like, come on. I don't like this like, implication. He's, he's definitely not going to rape. <laughs> like, come. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, have it's it's such a... I found you in a gay movie. bar. Now we're going back to the school and you're getting in the shower. And, yeah, I'm doing, sorry. What? He's doing laps around the PE hall. I'm like, is this a nightmare sequence? And then it wasn't. That's the weirdest part. And then I mean, like, it you know, is a nightmare. <laughs> it is a nightmare, but it's in the real world. And then the funniest part was like, go to the showers. And then like, Freddy just, he kills the teacher. Like, you and me are going to have some fun. I mean, it's definitely an interesting narrative thread to be like a new generation. A different for idea for a sequel. Instead of dreams, like, I'm going to possess someone. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll be honest. It, I wouldn't, like, it has entertainment value. It's got a new idea, like, which is rarely a thing that horror movies and franchise have. Like, it is. it earns some cred. Like, I'll be honest. Nightmare 2. I, I want the... It's uh, hilarious, but, like, at I least it's Nightmare a sequel unique new idea. Where... All of, it was a dark comedy where people knew like Freddy was weak, so they went into the nightmares to make fun of him because they weren't afraid of him. Like, haha, look at you! You can't do anything. We've got like, that in it. We're fine. Freddy the cook. 
but that was the original thing like, Freddy was like you know oh fear but then like it just got so weird like it went from him just wanting revenge to being like oh I have a deal with like dream demons okay can I just say when you say Freddy's a cook instantly popped into my head imagine it too ended kind of like the same way it one ended but they're like you're a cook you're a fucking cook we're the bulls we're fucking your wife and, and they put like, a little, like one like, of those little like <laughs> cock cages on him or something <laughs> yeah and he's just shriveling up like oh yeah i'm a cook <laughs> it's true. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he's getting Let a kick get out of my closet. That that <laughs> would be a, that would be a, would be a better ending. If oh, I really didn't like it. Chapter two. It was it was terrible. so long. It was like, hey guys, let's split up and look for clues. The movie, guys. I think we un- unintentionally found our topic, which is horror movie sequels. Now that you said yeah. it, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, good there we go. Keen ruined good. it. Good physical yeah. acting in like that movie. There's a lot of good physical physical acting in it too, um, but apart from that, it was just kind of a, a romp, dude. Well, I, I'd say the first one was a romp. Like it was it was a fun uh, yeah. movie. Whoa! Oh, shit. Let's never speak of this. <laughs> no, it's actually fine. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Keen, if you're listening to this, nothing we happened. Just, we just fucked up your Uzumaki collection, your Junji Ito. Yeah, we burned it down. We burned it down and we rebuilt it piece by piece because we're fucking meticulous like that. Apart from Uzumaki, we didn't burn that down because that's a holy grail. We. I wasn't mad about Uzumaki. Well, uh, okay, well, he burnt it a little and I stopped it. I peed on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I peed on it. Have you read Uzumaki? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think of it? I absolutely fucking adore it. Really? Yeah, Yeah, I love the episode, like kind of episode stuff where you can kind of tell like, oh, this was obviously released in issues and then he had to make it an interesting story every week or so. And I was like, this is really interesting. And how he kind of just built this chaos and built it and built it and kept going with this insane idea of just trying to connect everything to a spiral. I was like, this is like interesting. Now, not every story was obviously intriguing to me sometimes i'd be like this is just not a page turner and i'd probably force myself to go buy it but again that's kind of that's kind of a fault of weekly releases of like a story i I think the fact for me that it is just like it's a bunch of short stories that are they're connected yeah yeah but they're all about the the same concept then it just gets kind of more absurd as 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 a as this narrative goes on Mm. i think that's the part that like lost my interest because there is two short stories that I can distinctly remember which I looking back I really enjoy which is one the lighthouse one mm-hmm. I really like that where the kids go up into the lighthouse and they get scorched yeah yeah Um, and then one of the most fucked up ones that I didn't even expect was the one with the pregnant women and they were like sucking oh, it, like, yeah. sucking people's blood let me finish that sentence um, sucking because it was you thought it was like blood. the insects or something but it was really it was them like trying to feed their their children but the fact that that didn't that story didn't carry on yeah, to yeah. like because you're like that's so substantial a revelation that you like they turn the page and like I mean the town's still crazy but nobody talks about the pregnant ladies that are sucking people's blood oh yeah N- no 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 we can't ignore that factor that's so crazy that we can't like forward the story without that you know being an it, uh, yeah uh, uh maintained part of it you know I, I will say then the hurricane kids. That oh. is goofy as shit. <laughs> That's I, hilarious. I, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, most of this is like, 
has some like I mean, okay, that's hurricanes are obviously spiral based, but like it was so fucking funny to me that he was just like hurricane kids and like just out of nowhere like when you think like the world's destroyed everything's gone to shit ah oh shit the hurricane kids and it's just like it's like a couple five-year-olds yeah this is like a fucking like 60s batman story the fuck like what is this i'm like watching kite man again yeah but yeah uzumaki has really good stories like the father invested in his pottery that I love that fucking story. That's the first story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the first story. It, it caught me because the, just the first scare or like the first big splash page was like, Holy fuck. I love, I love everything to do with this. And then it's talking about Juzumaki. Yeah. And then the entire time. Yeah. Basically anything to do with that father. Yeah. He just, or, or, Keen was just sitting family. in silence when we talked about his favorite book. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I really. Which one did you? Which one's your favorite? Which one beat it? Uzumaki for the third time. Jungji Ido. No longer humans, your favorite now. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't trust you now that no longer humans, your favorite. What the fuck? That one actually scared me. That's the problem with it being your favorite. (laughs) Uzumaki was surreal horror. This one, real world horror. Okay, people, read read No Longer Human, then look up all the facts about the author, and you'll understand why I have this reaction. Yeah, I mean, yeah. real like he was mentally fucked up person. He wasn't a good person. No, and it's scary the shit he got away with that he still did, but still didn't feel anything. Yeah, like you know he because of him shit. because of him him and a woman wanted to commit suicide together, and she was the one who ended up dying, and he genuinely didn't care. He's like, oh, I guess I'll keep going this path of torment. Mm. But it was just like I bet the book probably wouldn't have as much, but it's just the graphic imagery of it. Yeah. But, like, Uzumaki was surreal horror, which I really enjoyed. Like, you know, you got that weird part with the guys with the tornadoes. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you get the ho- the famous hospital bit. And I love how it all came together and it's weird. Like, it's just... That's another story that absolutely just stuck with me. The snail. Yeah. That just stuck with me. Because mm. it's just, like, it's fucked. It's mm. so fucked. Like, something... I mean, most, most of the stories are something kind of out of their control. And it just kind of attaches to them. But the it's like it's it's so interesting on how it just went that direction, and it's like even the ending when like like what like what what are they doing? And it's like they're starting to mate, and it's like that's fucked. It's so fucked. It's like they lost their humanity, yeah. and they're just giant snails now. It, I love that there there's um. I mean, a lot of stories. Because now that like me. I do have the entire English collection, it's so much harder to think of all the short sources. There's so many of them. Yeah. Each of them was just like you know, because I noticed with each of the short story collections, there's like a central theme. Mm. Like Shiver is all about phobias and common fears, like trypophobia and fear of insects and whatnot. Um, Deserter, the recent one, is all about teams of bullying. Smash is all about kind of like urban legends. Uh, mm. Frankenstein, half of it's about Frankenstein, half of it's just about just absurd body, body horror. horror. Can I, can I ask you both a question then? In regards to horror, what what subject matter do you find truly horrifying? And on that, what what material has provoked that reaction for you? I haven't watched it, but Hostel, the Eli Roth film. 
the idea of being kidnapped and just being tortured. Fair. Because for all we know, like, and there is no proven red rooms, but for all we know, it does exist. Could, yeah. Well, the, look, the, look there's the, the idea the of human trafficking. Look at all the cartel videos. They just put them out there to put fear into people. That's what your life is. Yeah. Uh, what else? Because there's a few. Like, that's being one of them just, like, playing with people's pain just because it's fun for you. Real sadistic shit. Oh, what's that uh, fucking Japanese one? The... Has a really famous scene of a girl. The audition. Just a zip wire. Um, yes, audition. Is, is that the audition? Yeah. I, I I I was trying to remember that. I th- it's it, the the reason why it's so famous is because <clears throat> from what I've heard, I've never watched it, but that film takes a turn where you think it's just this, because the whole premise of the film is this man trying to find a um a new girlfriend and he's going in with this fake premise of holding auditions for these women. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it's going to be a job, but then it's revealed that oh, this is just for finding a partner. Um, and then the film, like, 40 minutes in, takes this sadistic, like, left turn where it's like, oh, no, she's fucked up and is torturing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, just the idea of, just, like, literally dissecting people for fun just because... Because, like, I know there's a difference... There's a fine line between, like, horror to, like, just really traumatizing the horror for an excitement. Yeah, I feel... Like, you know... You know, go on. Because, like, body horror is cool, but torture porn on the, like, version of realism. On On that point... I think the from what I've seen, I haven't seen all of them, I've only seen the first one, but I've seen clips from the second one. And they, they seem to take that idea and make it larger. So there's a sequence where you're like, yeah, it's getting a kick out of it, and yeah. then you're seeing torture porn. But then it gets to a, almost a, a point where it's literal torture porn in Hostel yeah. 2, where there's a woman lying on the ground with like a large axe type thing. And she's in the bath with blood. Yeah, and she's lying yeah, under a woman who she's continuously cutting with a scythe or an axe above her and the blood is draining down onto her. Now, I can't remember if she's barely clothed or naked. She's naked. She's naked. But that's... Again, that's a literal because torture like, porn. Like I said, uh, with Saw... Because she's getting a sexual thrill out of the yeah, whole yeah, idea of it. Like, yeah. That's another thing I was about to classify. Like, you know, any type of, like, sexual horror or something is just not something you should toy with at all. Like, you know, unless it's a story where, like, you know, it's very fine line, but in horror, you just shouldn't do that. Uh, that shouldn't be... Well, the, the aim of horror is to yeah, discomfort yeah, like, and like, displease. And at the same time, like, you know, if you're just traumatizing people just to relive trauma, that's not good horror, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. What's... Well, then you're getting into, the, like, the idea of, like, what and why should you express certain ideas in horror, you know? Because, like, there's some people like me where... I enjoy horror for fun. That's why I love all the stuff. Like, yeah. you know, ghosts, skeletons, what's in the ocean, stuff that I know that can't feasibly be real. But every day, how many people, like, you know, do get assaulted? Like, that's not the stuff I enjoy. I know there is people out there, but it's just sometimes... Well, so how far is too far? For you, it, it's it's horror in a more fictitious kind of place, manifestation. So, you the, the, like... Again, the hostile thing, it's relatively real world, but it's so far away from you that you can have this element of comfort in approaching the fictitious material rather than something more real world like Irreversible or something like that where there's a literal fucking 10 minute long shot rape scene and it's just horrendous to watch. Mm. And I don't know why people want to watch it. Like, I don't see the appeal. Well, I think you have to have to see the material to understand. Because the, the, if you out of context, yeah, you're moving a lot. Why people want to see it and why it's 
most likely a thing is a lot of people will because they have the experience they would most likely have morbid curiosity yeah. well, and sorry, sorry i just i want to keep this question going that yeah, i yes. asked to to keen there so oh about what i think yeah like yeah. what what certain subject matter provokes a a, a reaction of you in heart or what material or themes do you find horrific and then what work have you seen that's used that i can't really pinpoint it because the only things that really have done it for me is things that have been built up things that if you you kind of start getting connections with like things that just make me kind of like shiver down my spine or just like where i get those like just reactions of just ugh, it is and those are the proper scares i'm not talking about like jump scares because those are stupid and you can just go like that and then nothing you, you don't you, like the next day you won't care about it but the ones that kind of stick with you are the ones that make you shiver um but it's just are you doing that for trills are you doing that because you want to genuinely feel like just horror like like literally like oh god i wish i didn't see that the stuff to keep you up at night well see i i do i am happy that i i've like i've gotten stories like that like i mean Uzumaki gave it to me with its first story. Yeah, I know the one. Pottery. It did give me that shiver. Um, was that the idea of obsession, or was it the body horror that got to you? Uh, I think, in fairness, I think it was probably the body horror with the image, where I was just, I wasn't really kind of preparing myself for, because I knew that, I knew most of the imagery mm. from Uzumaki, but that image I've never seen before. Because... And I was like, Fuck me. With me and horror, because I've consumed it for pretty much my entire life, yeah, it's yeah. so hard to shock me. That, like, yeah. it's kind of a good and bad thing. It's good because, like, you know, I can just enjoy what's coming for me. I don't have to flinch. Mm. But it's also bad because, like, you know, it limits my creativity on it yeah. and also just how much I'm willing to push myself into experiencing horror. Because, like, mm. you know, we're talking about no longer human in Uzumaki. Uzumaki is just the idea of the curse of a spiral. Whereas no longer human is a semi-autobiography of a mentally ill man mm. who in the end took his own life and didn't care about anyone in his way. And it's just, he just wanted to feel something. And there's something about yeah. that, like, I know people harp on about the Joker, more like the movie Walking Phoenix, but incel culture scares me. Oh my fucking yeah. God, that's terrifying. Like, it's just the idea of, like, you're that depraved but like, of... For me, yeah, no, go on, sorry. That you're so depraved of just this idea of, like, you know, like, you know, you always hear about nice guys and whatnot, but, like, just what happens if just one day, like, how many people have we known, like, what happens if he's fucking snapped? Like, it's just... And it's, it's funny, because when you're on the, the other side of it, like, the idea behind... Because I don't know if it's the idea of, of building up sex or, or building up women as a monolith that, like, is... Like, I think that's where the enemy lies, mm. because there's this... They alienate themselves... They come up with a narrative about women as as a whole, mm. like this lacking of individuality and stuff like that. It's like it's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I couldn't yeah, yeah. like think of the disassociating a, a someone from their personhood mm. and being like, no, you're you're a conglomerate of beings, yeah. and you represent this one thing. It's like fuck me. You're just you're like wiping like, them of individuality. What do you want from horror? Like what? Whenever you in, like engage with horror, what do you want? Um, for me. I don't like jump scares because it's cheap, relatively. Um, like so, large commercial horror I find fucking boring. I think everybody in this room finds yeah, commercial yeah. horror pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it can still be exciting to watch. It's just 
it's not like I want it's not, it's not the horror yeah. you kind of like for certain people I want stuff that makes me uncomfortable like when I listen to Magnus I'd always be doing something and there would always be a moment in, in listening to an episode of that mm. where I'd get a shiver up my back and start looking behind like, me one episode I will say that I think everyone can agree was fantastic was Lost John's Cave only because for the fact it, with the, it's the only one in the series that did is it ended with a supplement of the actual incidents yeah. Yeah, take yeah, her yeah, not yeah. me take, take her not <clears> me <throat> And it only did it once. I'm glad it only did it once, which makes it more memorable. Oh, true. Yeah, true. But for me, the the ultimate, like, the most memorable uh, piece of horror that has shook me, and you, you've you seen it, um, is Possessor by Brandon Cronenberg. Oh, my fucking God, that movie, like, just... Have you ever seen it? You see, I thought it was you cool. You recommended it to me. Fuck I up. thought it was cool. I loved it. It didn't really have an impact on me. No, the, mm. see... Because one of the things that deeply disturbs me is this idea of losing the sense of self. And the scariest scene in that entire film for me, spoilers for 20 minutes into the film of Possessor. So the whole idea behind the film is that she's an assassin that takes over people's minds to kind of insert herself in someone's life, get closer to the target, kill them, and then pull the plug on that person and killing them too. So she starts inhabiting another person's mind and her first morning as him, she he's in, uh, it's so hard to explain, like, someone living in someone's head and using, like, the correct pronouns for that. It's fucking weird. But this lady, she lives in this guy's mind. She's taking control of him. And her first morning as him, uh, his partner comes up to him and they have a conversation. And his partner notices that he's off. And that's what fucked with me. It was the... The framing of the cir- circumstance, the actual context behind the circumstance, where she's like, he's being all huggy and close with her, and it's this woman trying to do an impression of him to his partner, and she's like, you okay today? You just seem a little different. And he's like, no, I'm okay, honey. Like, like reaches out to hold her hand, and I was like, that's the most upsetting part of the entire film like, for me. It's kind of like voyeurism. Yeah. I was like, it feels dirty, wrong, and, and perverse, and it's like, ah, like it, it's something that upset me. Because, like, with me, I already told you, like, what my next self-made chore film is going to be. And it's, the basic idea is just doing a ritual and talking to something spooky in the dark. Because, like, yeah. the horror I want to do, I, I want it to be the kind of scary sense of, like, I like, because with creepypastas, you always hear, like, the classic characters. But my favorite ones were the ritual ones. Like, one of the first ones I ever heard was called The Midnight Game, which where you do this whole ritual to summon this spooky ghost to come and, like, chase you. And it's just... The mental gymnastics of like, okay, I'm going to do this ritual. Okay, but what if? Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, just that the thrill of it. Of course, it's not going to work, but it's just the mental thrill of it. Yeah. And that, like, a lot of horror is literally just fear of the unknown. So if you do a big, big spooky jump scare, that's that. But, like, if yeah. you're sitting, like, because how I'm imagining it is, like, this character, which will be me, is sitting, like, you know, in a hexagonal candle circle. Mm. And it's literally just going, like, oh, is there anything there? And all it is, even the Batman did this, where it's just a shot of the shadows. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. But if you hear, maybe if you listen close enough, but there isn't anything there. Because that's one thing, like, yeah, yeah. to bring it back to the Batman that we definitely talked about, was just the idea of fear. They really sold it of, like, it, look like in an opening darkness. scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To really yeah. show. But I think an interesting thing to, to look at for reference to that would be definitely Matt Reeves, the Batman, and fucking Lee Winnell's The Invisible Man. Um, yeah. Like yeah, the absence yeah, yeah. of something happening on screen yeah. used used That's in regards more. to her. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it's just the idea of like, oh, here's a silly little ritual 
do it yourself. Again, it's a mental game. It's your yeah. like I heard that like I haven't done it because it's something I always forget. Like if you stare at yourself in a mirror for like ten minutes, your mind starts playing games with you. Apparently, like it just starts distorting things or something might be off. Yeah, but I it's mean, just I do that a lot. <laughs> like it's just after getting out of a shower, anyways. Because like with me, like you know, it's just the thrill of safety, but just paranoia. Like, hey guys, let's go to a graveyard at night and just mm. like bring candles and just. Let's just say fuck God and see what happens. Like, you know, it's just that idea of, like, it's taboo because religion, but at the same time, it's like, I'm getting a thrill out of this. Like, you know, with me, horror is all about, because, like, it's all about getting that thrill, that primal sense of, oh, fuck. But also being like, okay, I'm in a safe environment. But if I'm watching something that, like, just genuinely just makes me feel like this is just gratuitous because i don't like gratuity like that's mm. the difference between horror and just schlock you see schlock yeah see i the, one of the things i'd love to investigate is like the philosophy behind horror yeah because i can't i don't know about you guys but for me i can't define the line like literally i can't like write a, a paragraph or, or like a page about the difference between horror and schlock i couldn't for the life of you define the difference between I, I them but i know what it is when i see it because yeah, schlock yeah, yeah. is a treep trill that no people are going to elicit a reaction like for example rape everyone knows that's going to elicit a reaction that everyone's going to feel whereas like you know with horror it's just like okay like you know so okay yeah like i'm trying to think recently like of other movies to have come out and like with hereditary like there's a lot of touchy yeah. subject like family matters and whatnot but the build-up of that is like you know the whole reason why the family is at each other was because it was destined to happen anyway. It wasn't because they hated each other. It was a ritual. Do you think the schlock comes from literalizing a lot of things in horror? Yeah, I think it's just because they can't... They know they're not going to get the reaction they want, or they're just going to go for the cheapest way to make people feel genuine, just ugh. Because mm. like one thing that a lot of people think is weird, but I complain about how much nudity is in horror. Like, uh, I, I can understand why... Recently, I don't see it recently much. it's kind of stopped but like there's been yeah. some movies where it's just like okay i get it I, okay i, I, I feel get like it. that was the because of the rise of like pg-13 or like yeah. 12s yeah. in 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 like the early 2000s where no movie could be like, above like, that as yeah. much as i love the friday movies like the first five have so much production behind the scenes hell where they pressure the actresses to get naked and like let me call my age like you don't have time we have to start shooting they kind of forced them to get naked. and i remember yeah, you yeah, telling yeah. me yeah. that there, one and, of the actors was underage yeah in part two this the scene where jason like the two people are in bed having sex and jason spears both of them there's a cut originally where you've seen everything except and like you know the worst oh, part so about they, it for me they, was they recut the film yeah to get rid of all of it oh thank but, god yeah. yeah like you know it isn't there because once paramount found like get that out but this but like as the horror fan, the shame of it is that they had to, because she was underage, all that awesome body work, the spear going in, all the prosthetics, lost. But it's just, I can't remember what it was. I think she just liked she wanted to be in the movie, and of course it's a Friday movie, and it's just, at the time, it was Could just Could have been that, and pressured. Yeah. But, like, all of them movies, you just hear, like, in part four, I remember saying that, like, but the lads weren't supposed to get naked, but they did because all the females felt, uns- like, just... Fair enough. But it's just, like, I don't know, it's just... If, mm. if if you don't need a booby, then you don't need a booby. It's just sometimes you're like, okay, I get it. Sex, yeah. cool. That's what a lot of people, like, you know, young people, like, to demograph myself, young men watch horror, like, haha, this yeah. is scary, but also boobs. Like, it's just, like, now that I'm in my yeah. 20s, I kind of look past that. That type of horror, I'm not, like, such a... I mean, I'm obviously not, like, a huge fan mm. of obvious new... Like, I mean, 
why why I said it's kind of hard to define why I find like kind of fearful anyway. Like if I stuff. told you you're walking home by yourself and there's yeah. someone twenty foot behind you, would that scare you? I don't know. See, that's the thing. Why why what actually scares me is sometimes more context can provide a lot more horror to it in a sense because I have moments where I've got that shiver down my spine in multiple different types of media Mm -hmm. like in Devilman Crybaby I got it and I won't mention it because I really want you to see it but I will mention another thing that also gave me like a genuine spine tingle which was related to losing that sense of self was in an anime called Hunter x Hunter Oh, and um, yeah. it's a long, it's a long show. So, uh, shit. If, I mean, if you, if you guys do want to watch it, then tell, tell me now I'm, so I won't spoil I'm it. I'm fine being told a spoiler. Okay. Keen? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So, and a spoiler for Hunter x Hunter because it's a phenomenal show, but. Yeah. Fuck Attack on Titan though. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> Attack on Titan because it, it doesn't provide like just, just great writing. But uh, Hunter x Hunter has a moment where this character you you do meet at the be- almost at the beginning of this entire show and they just say a, like a winking bye to the next time they see him his brain or the next time you see him he like you just see a quick clip of him doing a mission don't see him again for another little bit the next time you see him this person is picking at his brain, revealing information, lo- literally looking into his memory, and just and literally and he's being twitching. A vessel. Yeah. He's li- he's literally twitching, going and saying everything. This person is like like tweaking at his brain, removing everything about him, like, but learning everything about him. And it's like, and there's those moments. There's there's moments of just sometimes build up to a shocking moment. It doesn't show anything like in how I got scared or just not scared, but like a shiver when I watched um, uh, A Star is Born when Bradley yeah. Cooper. Spoiler like, alert for A Star is Born, yeah, which has been born. remade Sorry. for the fourth time. So you should yeah, know yeah. the ending. So Bradley Cooper dies or kills himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's shocking to me because how it's built and how it's kind of shown where they, again, they don't show anything, but it's obviously there. You can obviously see it. Mm. And it's just kind of heartbreaking. I think what really kind of grasps my horror is that when you see these people that are really just innocent at the end of the day, who have no, that's why most, most of the horror that we know today is like, like uh, Friday the 13th or Halloween. They mainly come off the things that like, uh, underage sex is bad or like mm. what, like that kind Scare of thing which is bad into... which is bad but it doesn't provide horror for Good me it Christian just provides values. that's what that was mm. yeah yeah it, it doesn't provide a horror to me it just provides a kind of entertainment in the fact that I can get somewhat Cheap spooked trails. yeah, yeah. Spe- like spooked or a, a quick like death that I'm like wow that's an amazing or like well made death but it doesn't provide 
interesting things because they're presenting these people as bad anyways and yes good people in the end do survive and that's usually like mm. the good girl who didn't do anything wrong lives. but like but that's not the most of the time in a slasher i don't my perspective on it is like when the characters are introduced in the film it just looks like looking at a, a line of 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 animals for the slaughter mm. and i'm like you're gonna die you're gonna die you're gonna die that's why like, you know when and the only uh, interesting part is how they die yeah when a slasher comes out and i actually do care about the characters like that's the type of slasher i want to make yeah. mm. but like another thing that scares and this is kind of no i'll end it on because i don't want this going too long is like i get so much existential dread about death really there like there's been there's so many nights when i'm like i am 22 like you know that's the average male lives up to 70 i've lived one-fifth of my life it's gone by so quickly now like, I get so hyper-aware of the sense of time. Like, every second is another wasted second, and I'm not doing anything about it. Mm. And all I'm trying to do is distract me from the, the thought that I am not going to be here one day. And that idea scares me, because, like... Uh, I, 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 I would say I had those type of thoughts, but I've kind of learnt a little better to kind of manage my ideas and my I'll thoughts say, about it. I feel like I'm a person... I didn't have a choice, but the first 20 years of my life have been a fucking waste. Like, I can't... I I say it because, given the circumstances I was when I was born, like, from primary school, I was isolated from everyone. I wasn't allowed to interact with people. I couldn't play. I couldn't do anything. So, my primary school experience was a very lonely one. I Mm. didn't remember that. Secondary was a weird one, because I'm I'm playing catch-up. I'm trying to find out who I am, like, what person I am, what I like. And that Mm. was just years of that. And even then... I was just masking, like, I was so, like, when I when I first met you, I was pretending to be so social, so out there, so fucking cool, mm. and that, I just knew that wasn't me, that, like, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, I bet you can't do this, like, you know, like, oh, like, go go talk to her, like, I can talk to her, like, it, was, it, was, it wasn't me, I was faking it, Yeah, yeah. and then, like, once just lots of conflicts started happening with friends group, by the time I was 18, uh, 19, I was like, I just... I, I will say, when people... Like when you brought up the fact when people are trying to find them eat themselves mm-hmm. or whatever, and like you said, you you said that they, you felt like that would was a waste. I can never really see that as mm. a waste, as it takes a lot of time, and it can even take more time to truly mm. find out who you are and who you want to be, and and including the fact that yes. I, I've I've had thoughts of like or like existential dread of death because you kind of do realize how not like short but like how well yes how little time you do have on this planet but it's but it's not what kind of matters it's not like you shouldn't really care for the time you should kind of well in a sense you should a little bit but what ma- what I think what really matters anyways or what keeps me going is that like you should still just try to live it in the sense mm-hmm. of like you kind of want to always try to find yourself and and even right now right now in what you think you are in this headspace might not be your final self mm. you might find more things about you more things to improve I mean everybody's have always has some to improve but you'll always kind of look back on yourself as like I've improved on that that person and yes some people you can point to as saying they haven't like because some people turn worse Mm -hmm. and stuff but 
but to them in their head, they'll always also think that they've improved themselves or what they think is right. And, and I think that if people with existential dread, especially it's kind of always hard to deal with it. Mm. I mean, again, I've hadn't had it in a long time and it only really comes about when you, when I start reading up on what this universe, what happens in this universe and like, Mm. But even now, even now, I've I've kind of read so much about it where you kind of you kind of have an acceptance moment where you're just like, yes, this is this is a point where you'll always kind of realize that, yes, this is this is just going to happen. But at least I'm enjoying myself because like, it's funny because I've if I was told, oh, by the way, there's a meteor coming in seven days, we're going to everything see, existence is going to cease to exist in seven days. I feel like in that seven days, I'd be able to be like, okay, two days of panic, but now I know where my final rest place is going to be. I think that's what scares me. I don't know what could happen, but if I was told in seven days, mm. big meteor's going to wipe out existence, I think I'd be able to find the place where I'm like, okay, that's it. This is it. Can't get out of this, but it's just the idea of like, mm. car crash, killed, like just sickness just the idea that there's no control of that but like i said I, I was told like i think i'm one of the only people who would know like you die on this day not gonna tell you how but on this day you die mm. it's just a time frame like okay i now have an expiration date and that gives me so much more meaning because right now car is pumping but like for all you know like yeah <laughs> it's just that's the thing the fear of the unknown which is horror isn't it yeah like, it- literally not knowing it's it's, it's an it's, interesting idea to explore in the story. Fucking hell. Yeah. It is a... S- going to say that earlier, but I just really didn't want to interrupt the flow. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, just... Me. But... Like, that's just... That's a lot of things that gives me dread. Like, I get too hyper-aware of moments. And I feel like with me, I try so much to enjoy every single moment that I'm not even enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying the moment of enjoying the moment. Mm. Like, you know... It happens a lot with concerts. It happens a lot with movies. Like, the small things, like, usually I don't really have a lot to look forward to. So the things mm. I do look forward to, it feels like a fever dream to me. Then I have to experience it another few times. Like, okay, I enjoyed that. Like, yeah. Batman being one of them was a movie I was looking so forward to. And I was so focused on trying to enjoy every second of it that I didn't really enjoy it the first time. But that happens mm. to me with so much things. I, uh, that's a that's a thing, again, where, I, again, in a sense... You have to under like well what I what I do anyways is that like I I I mean in work I would probably have moments not of again I, I wouldn't have like existential dread mm-hmm. moments but I do have moments where I kind of just you kind of just especially in my work where you kind of get a horde of people and this mm-hmm. has happened recently because of Patty's day but I got a horde of people into my work and I just kind of stood still and you kind of just see this flood of people just go mm-hmm. in and out and in and out. Um, and at that, at those moments, I'm just like, I'm really stuck in my head and I don't really have a thought and I'm just kind of here at the moment and I don't know like what's going on. But then a few days later, like today, I have moments where I look outside and I see a busker who's been playing guitar on like this street for like ages. And he, I mean, I haven't seen him get like a proper crowd in a long time mm-hmm. or like in just a really, like just a while. And then when I saw, and he's he's a, like a Spanish speaker, and he plays Spanish songs, um, 
and a lot of South American people like him, but he doesn't get like huge crowds. Mm. But recently, they he just got like a ginormous crowd of just nothing but Spanish speakers singing this song, and I'm just like, it's kind of. Although I do get these moments of people just floating in and out where I don't know their experiences, at least I can see some experiences, mm. and I'm like, I feel a sense of whole, like, like what you call it, um, optimism. Yeah, optimism. I feel a sense of like this is very cozy. This is a very cozy moment where he, this guy's got a crowd of like Spanish people who, and then I start thinking about their lives where it's just like they're in Ireland right now. There's they're not. They're, they're nowhere near. They're like. There's a word for it when you realize that you're not the only person who exists. I can't remember what it is, but it's it's one of those Eureka. words. Like, like, but like genuinely, like, because I forget, like, hey, we've all lived lives. There's so much, like, we probably mm. know surface level about each other. Yeah. But it's just then again, like, times that by like seven to eight billion. Yeah. So, like, how many people are out there that feel like we do? Like, you know, at the end of the day, no one's special. <laughs> it's too large of a number to yeah. comprehend. Yeah. But like, every, you know, everyone is individualistic and they, they have Cause, their because I'm weird like Owen can attest to this how shit my job is but yeah, I but used yeah. to work it for a month yeah. and yeah. I hated it and the it. thing is like I'm fine with knowing that, like hey for like five to six hours you're doing this because mm. I know in six hours it's going to end and I'm like okay this is my task I don't have to think about anything outside of this because mm. like with the whole filmmaking thing the facts that like you know if I don't have a deadline I'm just gonna panic even more i like knowing when things are supposed to have an ending or like how much time i have to dedicate to it because i know yeah. i'll get it done in that time frame whereas if i'm told write a book 800 pages take all the time you want i'm never writing that book because mm. like you know it's just like that's why i said like knowing that there's supposed to be an ending or knowing that's when it's supposed to end it gives it so much more purpose to me mm. like you know our deadline for this project we're working on it's supposed to be done for the 25th of april and submitted yeah. But I know it's supposed to be done earlier, so I know, okay, dedicate yourself to this now, and then once it's all said and done, up to your standards, everyone's happy, you have the final product, you have some time to go, phew, mm. you did it this once, you can do it better. Yeah. Because, like, with this podcast even, like, listening to the first episode compared to now, listening to how, just how far away the mics were like this, <laughs> there was no acoustics, the levels were constantly, you know, going too quiet like this or too high like this but now when i start recording i know where to put the dials on the audio interface i know where yeah. to put the mics in front of us i know to close the curtains put the blanket up on the wardrobe to get rid of that so it sounds professional yeah like I, that, I, that's just learned through process and that's what i feel like i do best so like once i actually apply because mm. with college when you're trying to be college is different because it's people telling you how to be doing things whereas i find with me if i want to learn something and that's kind of what i want to do with all my own projects by myself like if something made by me myself and i i want to go like with knock knock that was just lighting and then the next one is going to be audio based because with the film we're making i'm taking over sound design and i just want to get good at it like because hmm. good audio is you kind of realize it isn't there you're like oh that sounds that sounds normal but like it just if you if you notice like roadrunner noises, you're gonna notice roadrunner road noises. But if you notice a gentle breeze in the back, it's like okay, I I know what that location is like. It's a whole lot of little things building or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, I've actually experienced a really good. There's like, I was seeing a clip of Game of Thrones, uh, the very first episode where it's just like two guys 
or like a few people outside the whatever the fuck wall thing is in Game of Thrones, and uh, they go out trying to get somebody or something or get a mm. horse, uh, and they're attacked by Nightwalkers. I seen that clip with no talking, no music, and, and so much more atmosphere. And yeah, I was like, oh my god, Game of Thrones just does not need music. Yeah. If this is how good their sound design is, because it, the crunchiness of the snow, just the different types of winds that you're getting, I'm like, holy fuck, this is amazing, and, um, I mean, I think all I needed in that experience was maybe turn on the sound, like mm. them talking. I'd be like, this is perfect. Because like this one thing that's nice is when you give advice to someone, mm. and it's a hard thing to do because it's something like this is my philosophy of life. But like not only seeing people take the advice, but also preaching that advice. And that happened to me recently. That like, mm. you know, AK, friend of the show and whatnot, he was on he another, was on another show. Yeah, my son. <laughs> but like, you know, he was on You're another podcast and he referred to me as a mentor, which I thought was absurd. Mm. And he was saying like a mentor told me to carry a journal and write every single thought on a good day and bad day. Yeah, because and this is advice I gave him. It's like on the good days, you can look back on the good days, but on a bad day, it's a bad day. But you'll eventually get over it, and then if you have another bad day, you can look back at how you get over your bad day. Like, mm. mind you, I've been neglecting mine a lot more because I've been so busy. But like over the past nearly year, all my good and bad days are in here. Interactions mm. with people that didn't go well, but mind you, from like August to December, I kind of just neglected it because I kind of fell out of that habit. Yeah, but it's just. I don't know, it's... The idea of leaving an impact as well is also important to me. That feeling like I'm having a positive impact around people. There can, like, yeah, I mean... Sorry to interrupt yeah, it, no, but go ahead. Like, there can be a sense of... Like, I, one of the most, I think, most famous quotes uh, I think of when you think of people like making an impact is... I can't remember the poet, but he wrote a poem about a girl he liked... And he was like, like, whoever you like or whatever is that person. But, like, I've now just made you live forever in this writing. Yeah. And it's just like, there is a sense that, yes, I can't remember who that, do you know who that quote? No, no. If you search it up, but, like, I know what you mean. That, like, you know, yeah. even now what we're doing, we're watching the waveforms on the screen. Like, who knows where they can go from years from now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you look to me because I'm usually, like, the source guy. <laughs> Because I I, feel, I also I I looked at you and I also feel like I looked at you because mm. you're an intern. Also, no, uh, because I don't have I think, anything. Think, piece of equipment. Mm, if you're looking at yeah, 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 I feel. Yeah, pull that pull up, up. Pull that up. No, I usually just know like yeah, shit like that. Half the time. Like, and plus, I feel like I, I learned that when I think I was in one of your like we were in class. Maybe one of the, and uh, or maybe an English teacher told me or some, or maybe I just learned in English. I have book, a or maybe I just learned it in a YouTube video because like. Even looking up on the board, in this production, I know that I'm going to be managing four people as a crew, and like they'll be dealing directly with me, like the way all the actors that we pass for this will be dealing directly with Owen. No, I'm just going to be standing there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's just going to let them act. But like with them crew, that like I hope that what I'm doing is giving them a chance to want to pursue this further, knowing because like I know how hard it is. You know how hard it is. Like mm. from everyone we've spoken to, like really, really good actors saying like, I've done this, I've done that, but there's nothing for me here. Mm. And then like we've told them the rates we're giving them, which is dog shit in all honesty. But it's all we can afford by saying it's better than nothing. It's something I want to do, and I admire that. That's yeah. that like it's just I hope that what we're doing 
although it's for our own gain, it's our project, we want to benefit from this and move further, but we hope that the people are doing it just because it helps them get to a place where they need to be. Yeah. Like, that, that's one thing I want to carry in, like, and I think other people should, because, God, the amount of unpaid film work. Again, the industry for film in this country is dog shit. Because as you know, my philosophy is, if you've never done it before, do it once for free. If you know you can do it after that, pay. That's that's what I've done. But it's like, mm. I think a lot of it was out of, out of respect for people like coming over, giving us their time, giving us yeah. their their efforts. You just like, I don't want to, you know, because like exposure. Like, what the fuck? No, I don't care. Like, you get experience out of this, and you get some money. It's unfortunate that there's not a lot, but we're funding yeah. it between ourselves. Like, mm. I have no problem saying this. But the budget is what currently seven hundred six fifty. Push. It's about originally it was six sixty, but we've given some pay rises. Yeah, so it's re- near enough to like seven hundred at this point, I think. But like, but like I, the thing is, right? That's the production cost. But then there's my own personal cost on this, which is four years of work and about twelve thousand euro worth of equipment. Mm. That was my cost as well. So for me, this project is twelve thousand plus six hundred and sixty. Because that's the year. That's all for me. It feels like it's been building up to something that feels high maintenance. Because like I can film stuff all I want by yeah. myself, but I'm not going to get the same satisfaction. Yeah. And it's just like the I like to me. Most people would be salty about it, but the idea that I'm paying people to use my equipment, I'm like, it feels like I'm giving them a chance. Like you know, they're being paid. Like here's the equipment here. This is what's going to be used. Use it. I'll teach you how. It's mine, but I want you to do this for me because I need your help. Yeah. Because, like, one of the hardest things to learn about filmmaking or just any creative collaborative effort is you're not the smartest person. You don't know everything. Mm. You need help. Hence the collaborative effort. Yeah. The amount of changes the stories, that this story's had between me and you, it's insane. And... But yet the story's still the same. It's just everything in between. If you... Mm. By the way, this is a good fucking thing to to I don't know, to end on or to just to just to put out there, mm. but if you're working with somebody, fucking kill egos. Yeah. And if if you have a story idea that's a baby to you and you don't want to ki- mm. kill kill the baby, kill the baby, kill the ego, because you're not gonna get fucking shit done. Because as I've said so many times, if you give criticism, you have to give something to replace it. You can't just say it's bad. Because then that's just nothing. If you say, I don't like this, but I think this can work, and meet people halfway, because that's what's happened throughout all of this. Mm. Like, you said something to me, I don't think this will work, Uh, here's my idea, here's how I meet you halfway. Because even today, when we were doing the casting, we both knew we couldn't do it together, so we brought in a third party to help us decide. There's been so much fucking dialogue in regard. Like, even fucking, we didn't decide on an actor for the lead role, just be like, oh, we like him, or we like him. No, we liked two of the guys, and we wrote down what they brought to the performance and what, like, what we could see in it. Different. like, And then we yeah. went, well, we're looking for that. So we're going to go with that. And we have fucking nearly 20 words describing one of the guy's auditions. And we're mm. like, okay, that's, that meets the criteria of what we're looking for. Like, mm. There's so much mm. dialogue putting this shit together. I, I can Between us, not like in the script. You know what I mean? With, um, also... It's also criticism. I feel like criticism, especially, um, it definitely has to come from people that know the or know yeah. how what work is put into it. Because, and 
I mean, yeah, cr- critics tend to also t- tend to know stuff in the industry as well, and like they can give it. But I also do think that when just kind of showing it to mm. somebody or like fresh eyes that don't know the industry, and they'll be like, uh, like I, you can get those times where people are just like, I don't know what it is and they Mm. might point it out as something that isn't it um where they're like i didn't like this part but then they won't tell you why they'll just but but like they could tell you why but then like what they thought was completely Mm. wrong it's like that um what you call it there's there's a really famous case of that but But, uh, on on that there's a point point. one of the things that i like is one of the things i found when people criticize uh some art or some material they're like well I didn't like it because it did this we're like well that's the point of it yeah so because like I remember it's not when how I was, it did it it's the fact when that we were it. producing this right mm. people like can I have a look at the script and I said no because the script isn't the final product no. the script is the foundation the script is going to change like you you read a script and you're trying to read it like a novel if, if I'm honest with you I only want critical input from specific people yeah I have my go-to people that I know that they won't bullshit me because like the thing is I've said this so many times people will tell you what they'll do but people won't tell you what they think you should one do. of the one of the and, and on the fact of fucking criticism it being positive or negative one of the mm. things I hate to hear is like oh it's good I'm like why mm. tell me why it's good and they're like no like, no I thought it was good he's like you're not getting it because like I remember during the storyboard it's like one of the criticism I gave him is like all the shots feel the same and what I did to re- do that was I suggested why don't we put just one or two extra shots in just to spruce it up and I explained why and to get them onto my level because it isn't about me because again we both have to be on this because like, mm. there's been shots he's changed and cut out completely from me and I'm like fair enough understandably he put in something better Yeah. and it kind of has to be that where like you know you both will have to want to do it you both have to be on the same page or else it's just not going to get pa- off the paperwork yeah yeah because, like, you know, you have to respect people, like, oh, this, 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 and this. But if you don't like something, because, like, I could have kept me mouth shut. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But mm. I know I'd be like. It, it's kind of like everything. You kind of always mm. need second perspectives on everything. Because sometimes you might have an idea of, mm. and like, a set goal for something. Mm. But sometimes you kind of need a shift because. Because like, I said to own. Mm. I would love to edit this. I would love to edit this. I would love to practice editing. Mm. But that's doing nothing for the project. That's me practicing. I'd rather give it to him who's going to edit it and color it. And once he's done that, he's going to send to me and I'm going to work on the sound. With crayons? Yeah. Yeah, crayons, pretty much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's just like, you, you know, because I want, cause <laughs> I want to practice. That are like <laughs> just because I want to practice, that's a selfish thing for I'm me because I want to get better at editing. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Because, yeah, that's a selfish thing for me. But yeah. for the project, it's not good. Instead of just... Because it'd be swapping back and forth notes, uh, bickering, bickering, bickering. That's why we have the storyboards that we both agree on. We know what we're going to see in the mm. cut. Yeah. But it's just... In the case of workflow and getting this thing done, he stitches together, I add in the sound. Yeah. And we both go, yes. We need to Cause, like, be agreed on everything before yeah. we go yeah. into it. Because otherwise... Because like I said... It's funny, like, this project, like, Owen is technically directing the project, but he's not the director, because everything's been planned no, before. We, we talked about this, and yeah. the credits are going to be, the actors are going to have their credits, the crews yeah. have their credits, and it's just going to be written and created by, we Plus, might have a sound and editing credit, but aside even from then, that. Even then, I wouldn't even be bothered. 
It's like the Cohen brothers. Like I just, it's just like it's just too. Because at that point, I don't care about titles. I just want to make something yeah. that represents me. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even mind putting my digital. fucking name. No, no, <laughs> that can stay dead and buried. <laughs> but, but like, because I wouldn't even mind putting my fucking name last. Because the thing is, that all the people there, this wouldn't have been made. Put it in the middle. De-emphasize the fuck out of it. Yeah, just because again, like at the point is people are seeing. Actually, you know what you should do. Just highlight hmm. the actors' names and all the credits for the crew. <laughs> that, speed like, by. And all that stuff. <laughs> they just speed by. Yeah. But even because then, that's just seems like, Hollywood seems so. I without, like, literally. Like, awesome, by the way, awesome credits like Spider-Man mm. where it's like, like, like drawn like ginormous like fucking like, like screenshots of them go by. And it's like, this person, mm. this person. And then, yeah. that's the rest of them because <laughs> again I couldn't give a fuck about my accolades mm. it's just you've seen the thing that represents what I've done the amount of work i put into but it's them people on the board there that really helped make it happen because again mm. yes he's going to be controlling the crew and them mm. too. I'm going to be the the other way I keep getting that mixed up the cast because like he's telling the cast how to act and I'm telling the crew how to do the job mm. But it's just everything beforehand, the paperwork has been like, this line is set like this. So on the day, I know what to expect. Yeah. But it's just, if he's helping me with the crew, he I'm helping him with the cast, that's still 50% of the time we could have done something else. Yeah. Because it's still going to be the same thing. So it's just, with me, like I said, I wouldn't care about putting my name last for a second. You've seen what we've done. Because mm. like, people like, because there is... I've, I've, I'm, this was funny this was a point I brought up ages ago about someone who I kind of never went into but I'm not going to mention names but it's just maybe after I'll tell you write us your thesis but, but it's just like they started a project and it was made with such love but now the person cares more about their like public figure their influencer like over their projects mm. and I'm just like that's not what I want I don't want you to give a fuck about me I want you to give about a fuck what I'm making because mm. like once the cameras are off I'm back in here fucking doing a podcast like this yeah like in my spare time like I'm not gonna do anything special like you know I'm gonna come here play my video games and no, just you, live you don't my want life this idea of like large personality yeah. or celebrity yeah because I'm not Cause, like that's the thing we're all boring fucking people yeah like yeah. it's just genuinely I don't care about numbers like, I celebrate milestones. Yeah, That's yeah. an important thing, but it's just, after a while, like, I... What? Kidney stones. We're bringing it around circle, mm. baby. Uh, also, when you when you did the, like, we're all just boring people. Mm. <laughs> 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 but it's just, like, I don't know. It's just, it's good to humble yourself. Because, like, hypothetically speaking, like, if this doesn't go where we want it to, like, it doesn't go golly. Like, okay, might go Galway. But another film place might select it, which is another thing. Yeah. But all at the same time, it could go Galway, get really good reception. It's like, okay, what after that then? Are you doing it just to get recognition or are you doing it because you want to make it? Mm. Like, well, not recognition, but like, yeah. it's to... People, for people me, enjoying your time and effort. For me, it's to, to make a story that I present that I want to present and then possibly network. You know? Even though I'm terrified of people. Because like, like, with me... Yeah, Disney. Did you make the? Did you make the? Ah, run away. Yeah, because yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I just, it's not that I want recognition. I just want people to realize, like, I do want to be so one of people. Like, are you, you cool do. if I put my name on the movie then? Can I? Can I Stan Lee you? Yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll just invoice you. My. <laughs> can I'll, you be I'll, my Jack Kirby? I'll, I'll invoice you my rates over the last four <laughs> years, and then you can put your name uh, on the credits. 
You can put my name first, Monk's Production. No, then. no, 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 no. If that's how you want to be. But this film just, will be made by Stan Lee. Yeah, Stan Lee's making this. Well, like, you know, it's just at the end of the day, I want to leave an impact. And at the very bottom right corner, check your <laughs> we're, we're just We're just a little bunch of curb heads over here. Sorry. <laughs> Pigs. Do you like that? You little slut. Yeah.